Hey everybody, it's Audrey Ellis and you're listening to Ask Audrey. I have a question. When people are around you or when you see people around you who are in pain or who are struggling and suffering in life, what is your first response to that? Is your first response to feel sympathy or empathy for the person? Sympathy if you've been through what they've been through or empathy if you maybe haven't gone through what they've been through but you can feel where they're coming from? Or is your first response to be like inconsiderate of them, you know, uncaring? Just say, so what? We all got problems. I don't care. I got problems worse than theirs, or I got problems just like they do. Or is your response to say, oh, what did that loser do to deserve that? Or what, you know, what a crazy person. Is your response to laugh at that person and to revel in their pain, and to enjoy seeing them in pain? The reason why I ask is because I feel like a lot of times we don't consider what we do and how we respond to people, we just do it because maybe it makes us feel better. Now sometimes we do the right thing. We consider them, we think of them, we pray for them if that's what we do. We talk to them if that's what we feel that they need. We, you know, wish them well. And then sometimes we do what I think is the wrong thing. We judge, we put blame on people, we label people, we talk about people behind their backs, we tease people, we put people down. And I don't know why or what caused us to believe that that was an acceptable response to another person's pain. Even if we have our own pain, even if we feel like nobody cares about our pain, I don't know what that has to do with reveling in someone else's pain or enjoying someone else's pain just because you have your own that you feel alone in. I feel like that's not an excuse. Yes, and oftentimes feeling alone can be painful within itself especially if feeling alone is not what you're going through, but there's something else that you're going through and you also feel alone in it. Like you're in a, an abusive relationship and no one knows it. So you feel all alone with this secret. So there's two things put together that feel so painful that it's hard to, to think. Now that's a difficult situation. I can only empathize with that. I can't really sympathize because I've never been in an abusive, like romantic relationship. But at the same time, I can't see how a person in a situation like that with all the pain that they've been through could want to ever inflict pain on someone else. <clears throat> I feel like if we were to think about it in a sense of like uh, the competition show, you know, like those singing competitions where, you know, everyone gets on the stage and they show their talents and then the judges have to tell them, you know, if their talents were great or if their talents sucked. Well. I think about it like that. If we had to get out into the world in like a kindness competition or like a goodness competition, we have to get up on the stage and present our goodness and our kindness to the world. I wonder like what the judges would say about us. What would the response be to the things that we tell them we do in the world as acts of kindness? What if we think we are giving acts of kindness and we actually aren't? What if we say, I was kind because I didn't laugh at her when she when she fell. I was kind because I didn't laugh at her when I found out her house burned down. She lost everything she had. I may have talked about it behind her back, or I may have ignored her when she asked me for help, or I may have, you know, neglected to like give her my condolences about her situation. But at least I didn't laugh at her. Now, most people would know that on like a kindness meter or a kindness scale, that is like so far on the bottom of the scale. But some people think that 
doing the least that they can do is the most that they can do, if that makes sense. And then others of us know that even if it's from a distance, there's always something kind that can be done. Even if you're a spiritual person, prayer is kindness. You can pray for someone and say, hey, you know what? I don't have anything I can give you in life, you know, physically, but I do have somewhere I can go to to try and hopefully have those things brought to you. You know, what you need, have what you need restored or what you need, you know, brought to you in your time of need. And I just wonder why all of us don't think that way. Like, what is the, what was the determining factor that made it okay in society for us to neglect each other? I'm like, I feel like we're all put here to help each other in some capacity. When you cross paths with a person, I don't think it's by accident. I don't think it's just because. I think that every path you cross can teach you a lesson, can give you a blessing. Like, not to sound cliche, but it's true. Can teach you a lesson, can give you a blessing, or just bring something to your life that you didn't know was missing. But a lot of us walk through life just thinking every day is just another day. And there's nothing more to it than just that. You just wake up. And you live, and you go to sleep, and then you wake up, and you live, and you go to sleep, and that's not what it's all about. We need to look around and see who we're coming across and, and try to find out and try to ask the questions, what does this phase in my life mean? Where am I going right now? And the people that I'm meeting, what are they bringing to my life? Are they bringing goodness? Are they bringing, you know, bad vibes? Like, what's going on? I was going to say badness. <laughs> but, I mean, that's a word, you know, badness. That's a word. But anyway, are they bringing anything of value? Or if they have negative vibes, are there negative vibes here to teach me something? The reason why I can't seem to get out of it or get away from it, are there negative vibes here to teach me something? Do I need to become stronger in some aspect of my life? Do I need to become more vigilant in some aspect of my life? Do I need to become more guarded? Like, is there something to it? Because even the bad things can be used for good. So is there something about this phase and this place that I happen to be in that is meant to show me something. And to know that so many people go through life not even anticipating that life could be teaching them lessons or that there are lessons to learn in life, to know that so many people don't realize that there are lessons to learn in life makes me wonder what's going through their brain every day that they live. Like what, what drives them, what motivates them, and what do they feel is the purpose for them living if we don't even consider that even the smallest thing as a new person at your job can be something that can be sent to teach you a lesson because you're there for a reason. They happen to be chosen to be there for a reason. You're around each other. Is there something you can get from that? Is there something you can gain from that? You know, even if it's difficult and there's a, a bit of tension or a bit of struggle, is there something to gain from that? Even if it's bliss and it's joyous and it's happy and it's wonderful, is there something to gain from that? Maybe a friend, you never know. But I feel like so many of us just think that there's nothing to learn from life. There's no need to be kind. There's no need to be good. There's no need to be anything other than whatever we want to be, no matter how lazy that may be. And I mean, like, you know, spiritually and morally lazy, you know. It takes effort to try and be a bigger person in situations. It takes effort to try and be a better person in situations. It takes effort to try and grow from mistakes we've made in the past and become, you know, just one step closer to being you know, a more decent human being. It takes effort to do these things. And the effort sometimes can be painful. You know, it can be draining. It can be upsetting. It can cause so much inner reflection and bring up so much and dredge up so much that we weren't really willing to, to look at. It can do all these things so much so 
that just shutting down is a lot easier. It's kind of like, you know, going to the gym and exercising. You know it's right, and you know that you'll be healthier and you'll feel a lot better, but after a couple of days of just, you know, the tension and the resistance from all of the exercises that you've been doing and how much pain is brought up in your body, oftentimes we quit because we can't take it. And I feel like in life, the same thing happens on a moral standpoint, from a moral perspective. It's very difficult sometimes to choose the moral high ground and to choose, you know, to do the right thing because sometimes it feels like we're sacrificing our pride. But pride comes before the fall, so we have to let it go, but that can be a hard thing to do. And so we don't realize that oftentimes we're faced with the same situation and the same circumstances over and over and over again, thinking that it's just life. That's just life. How, that's just how life is supposed to be. Instead of thinking, hey, maybe I'm going around a mountain and I need to conquer something in order to get to another place, in order to get off this mountain and get somewhere else. Maybe I need to face the situation and see it for what it is, conquer it, attack it, whatever I have to do so I can move on, like a another level in a video game. Maybe I can't get off this level until I defeat all of the monsters or all of the demons or all of the soldiers or whatever it is. Until I defeat everything on this level, I can't make it to the next level. And I remember when I was going to this church when I was younger, and yes, it happened to be that cult church. I told you everything can be used for good. When I was going to this church when I was younger, I remember something that the pastor said that stuck with me to this day. And I was only 22 or 23 at the time, so for some people it might be like, I've heard that before, duh. But for me, it was like like magic, like some type of just bomb went off in my head, like boom, my goodness. <laughs> the pastor said that maturity is a choice. It does not come with age. And I thought to myself, oh my God, that makes so much sense. Like what? That's why people I know who are older than I am seem younger than I am or seem the same age as me. Because I always wondered, why do I see people around me who seem to behave like they're still in high school, but they were in their 30s and 40s and I was in my 20s. Now I get to be in my 30s now. And I see people around me who, some of them are younger, but they're out of high school. So to me, it's like, you know, we have to make the choice to start maturing now before we get stuck in old habits. And then some people are older and they still act like they're in high school. Like I see them with the people who are younger. And when I compare them side by side, the only difference literally is the phys physical effects of aging. But spiritually and mentally, they seem like the same person. It's because, and that's pretty much like a, a physical like example and real life example of what the pastor said, that maturity is a choice. It does not come with age. If you can put two people side by side that have 20 or 30 years of an age gap, but they act exactly the same, which I'm actually referring to people that I know right now, but I can't call anybody else, that just proves what the pastor was saying. It's a choice. It does not come just because you turn 30, just because you turn 50, just because you turn 70. And we've all seen it on the TV shows where, you know, these women who've had kids pretty young, and then when they, their kids grow up, all of a sudden they become the party animal and they start to, you know, act out and act wild. And the children are like so mature and prim and proper because this reversal of roles has put the child in the place of having to mature so fast because the parent didn't mature because their maturity was stunted. So, you know, I think I'm going all around in different ways, but, you know, it started off pretty much with me saying that I think that we have to examine how we go out in this world, examine how we treat people around us. When we see somebody in pain and somebody suffering, 
and somebody needs some help, the maturity and the mature thing to do would be to try to figure out if there's something, even if it's from a distance, if there's something that can be done to help them. If you can't help them, at least don't talk about them. Don't judge them. Don't treat them as less than. Don't act high and mighty as if somehow their problems compared to your problems make you better than them because just by you doing that shows how much you aren't better than them. Because if the role was ever reversed, you would wish someone would give a little bit more kindness to you. And that's another thing. I often feel like, and unfortunately I don't think people see it in life that much, but I often feel like when we lack compassion for people in situations, when we have no understanding, no willingness to kind of, you know, bring some peace or bring some, you know, light to a situation or, or just be a good, kind person to, the, to whoever's struggling around us, then when we neglect them in that way, life has a way of showing us exactly what they were going through and what they needed by making us go through the same exact thing so we can feel it. Because you don't know it unless you feel it. You don't know it unless you experience it personally. Because once you experience it personally, then you can finally have that understanding. Instead of having empathy, which you couldn't seem to muster up within yourself when they needed you, now you're going to be forced to understand what sympathy is. Having to say, I know what you've been through because I've been through it myself. Never intended to go through it, but I've been through it myself. So I feel like maybe it might be easier if we just choose the road of empathy and try to be compassionate towards one another, loving, considerate, and doing something for someone who, you know, someone around you who's struggling and who's in pain, as opposed to just ignoring it and leaving it alone and treating it like it's not, like it doesn't exist or like it's not important because we might find ourselves in that very same situation and in need of that same thing that we were unwilling to give that other person. Anyway, that's just my thought for the day. I appreciate you so much for listening and I hope you listen again tomorrow.